0: regular podcast listeners will know and probably will be sick of hearing me talk about the time that I played Richard Burbage in Lauren Gunderson's The Book of Will uh, in November and December of uh, 2017 at the Northlight Theater in Chicago. Well, I got some bad news for you. I'm talking about Burbage again today, but not by myself. I'm out at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival talking with Kevin Kennerly, longtime festival actor, who has played Richard Burbage not only in last year's production of Shakespeare Love, but also in this year's production of Lauren Gunderson's *The Book of Will*, (laughs) and I just thought it would be fun to sit here and talk to a fellow theatrical lion. How are you, sir?
1: I am very well, in yourself. Uh, I'm swell. Thank you.
0: Kevin Kennerly is a 22-year veteran of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival and is currently playing Richard Burbage in Lauren Gunderson's The Book of Will after having played Burbage in Shakespeare in Love in 2017. I was able to see the OSF production a few weeks ago on a night in which the production had to be moved into the local Ashland High School Auditorium because the smoke from the nearby fires meant it couldn't be played in OSF's signature outdoor space, the Allen Elizabethan Theatre. Lauren Gunderson's beautiful comedy lost none of its power, and in fact, Christopher Liam Moore's production, which focused on the performance of Shakespeare's words, was perhaps even enhanced by the improvisational spirit of everybody moving over to a new venue. I was incredibly fortunate to meet some of the cast and to speak with Kevin and talk about our different but also similar approaches to playing Shakespeare's famous leading man. This is not the first time you've played Richard Burbage, but Richard Burbage in Book of Will is a more interesting character than he is in
1: Shakespeare in Love. I don't know that he's more interesting, okay. he's just different. I think that in, um, <laughs> in Shakespeare in Love, he is, you see much more of his um, self-absorption. Yes. And hes he's got a one-track mind. He has come to get his play. He's yeah. running his theater company. And Shakespeare is in his way. Shakespeare's taken his money. Shakespeare owes him a play, and he comes to get it. But at the end, ultimately, they do the play. And I think that the Burbage that you see in Book of Will is just that character older and probably just more tired.
0: (laughs) And feistier. Yeah. 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 You you see,
1: right, Shakespeare in Love, you see him as the
0: actor manager. Yes. And you see him as the old acting lion that he is
1: in in Book of Will. And he's drunk in Book of Will, so so that helps. I mean, it's just very different, you know. It's like, I I swear to God, I've moved from one Burbage to just. Older Burbage, and I thought that that was a lot of fun. The idea that I I'd get a chance to play both of them.
0: Well, and how cool was it? I imagine you must have played some of the roles that Burbage originated. What, 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 what was that like to try to play the
1: man who first played those roles? Were you <laughs> conscious of that? Uh, I think that uh, since you don't know what he did or how he did it, yeah. you just have to make it your own, which I imagine you did. You know, but supposedly he was, you know, short and round like me. Uh, <laughs> right. And he died a few. Years you know older than me, so I'm like, oh man, I like, yeah, it's kind of in my wheelhouse. I, I think I can do that. And weirdly, he the was brand. tall. He t- weirdly, he was tall and grand, no. like oh, me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but was, in your wheelhouse. But it, yeah, it's it's being able to having been in those plays and watched you know actors do those plays. At first, it was like, oh well, maybe I'll, I'll go and I'll grab a little bit of this, you know, and kind of. Kind of give this person a you know homage and that person, it's like no, it's like I'm gonna do it just like I would do it, you I, know, yeah. how Burbage would do it, how yeah. my Burbage would do it, yeah. And uh, it was interesting trying to find that moment for that entire the yeah, exactly, the which piece. I which I think is fantastic.
0: It's, fantastic. it's a beautiful piece, and, and and that was where I first noticed the the biggest difference between the OSF production and the, the Northlight production. Nice. What you guys, in, to my perception of it, was that you guys were more interested in. The performance of the words. So your your mashup was more of a performance in which Hemings and Connell helped you out, uh, and where every time anybody quoted the play, they stood up on a thing, and and posed like an actor. And ours, I think, was more like the about the words themselves. Yeah. These are what the words mean. And and so so my mashup when I did it was was more like a, a warning to the boy actor who yes. had been so terrible. This is how you do it. <laughs> yeah. you Young punk, yes. you know, and so it was about the but we were in a small 400 seat theater, intimate space. But we you, were in a small 400 th- seat theater,
1: intimate space last night. Well, this is the thing, too. It modified itself for that small 400 seat theater.
0: It really did yeah, because we,
1: it's you know, it, it's generally the same mashup, um, yeah, but but yes, like it was smaller, it's you know, more intimate in playing in that space. So I played it more intimately the two times that we've done it there. and. I don't know, I think that Chris Moore decided he just wanted something. Give me something. Show me something. He's like, okay, man, I went home, and I kind of processed. And it took me weeks to kind of, like, say, okay, well, this is what I'd like to do. This is what I would like to do. And I got up and did it. It's like, okay, keep it. You know, flesh it out and keep it. It's like, fine. So now I kind of play my day. I play how I feel. And those uh characters kind of change, I think, day to day. Sure. Depending on what I what I feel.
0: Well, and and uh, more so than me, I think you you really saw the characters that you played. Uh it, for me it was about the different words and a slight thing, but you saw your Richard the 3rd. You saw
1: your was it Mark Antony? Yeah, you know, we saw your uh, uh um uh, all the parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's what what is it? It's uh the first one is Hamlet. Yeah. The next one is Macbeth. Uh, Macbeth. Yep. The third is is it Julius Caesar? I can't remember. No, the third is Richard III. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hamlet, Macbeth, Richard III, Julius Caesar, uh, Henry V. Um, yeah, right, Henry V, yeah. Uh, Lancaster. Okay.
0: And then um, Lear, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a tour de force moment.
1: And so it, so it, it just... For everybody who plays it. You know, For everybody. Yeah, that's the best part yes. about it. It's like it. It is one of those things where no matter how you do it, it's just so good. I direct. I think that's Lauren. That's entirely Lauren.
0: I think it's Lauren too. But I, 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 I directed Cyrano a million years ago, yes. and and everybody who came in could have played it. Yeah. It's the, one of these kinds of roles because you put it on. Yes. And it beca- it's you playing this role.
1: Playing Bur- Burbage becomes a way of uh, amplifying you. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, whatever good or bad exists in you. You know, yeah, you play it. And it's so funny because you hear later on at your funeral, it's like, well, he wasn't that nice. You know, he wasn't that sweet. You know, he would absolutely agree with that. So it's like, oh, those are little clues as to how to play this man. Right. But I really didn't need a clue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay, I'm going to go there. I'll play a little bit of Kevin. You know, Kevin, who was very knit to language. Kevin, who was very knit to a classical style of presentation. Kevin, who is very knit, to learning how it is done, because there really is training involved, I think, in presenting Shakespeare. So to to have those words to say that, you know, and to watch young upstart like, oh, well, I think I'm gonna do it in space, or I think, you know, right. have those concepts. Like, I've seen those concepts. I've seen um, actors who really did not have the skill or really did not know what they were doing attempted, you know, so yeah, it was... It just came, it came like that. So what brought you to Shakespeare? How did you first come to Shakespeare? I was, I was doing uh, commercial stuff in Detroit and I hated it. And my lady said, uh, if you like Shakespeare and you like micro you should go out to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. It's was like, okay, well, I'll go out. And I came Shakespeare out. and beer. Exactly, yeah. It came out in 95 and I really kind of fell in love with it, I really did. Yeah. Uh, I auditioned for Pat Patton right over there in that room. And I ended up going to Country Fair. I don't know if you know what Country Fair is. Is it like a Renaissance Fair? Or uh, no, no, okay. no. <laughs> no, it's like a hippie fair. Oh, oh right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, where there's drumming and there's music and like you know a bunch of naked people walking around. And uh-huh. I was like, this is really strange. And I went to the falls, and then I went to a hot springs. Like it was really beautiful. It was really peaceful. And I came to a place where one of the best Richard the I'd ever seen is on this stage. I came to a place where you could rise through the ranks after you're trained and that resume means something, where they were not only doing right. um, doing Shakespeare, they were also doing August Wilson. You know, it was like, yeah, I think I'd like to be here, and then the next year, I was. Well. And I ended up getting a chance to work for um, Ricardo Kahn uh, and the Poet Laureate of the United States at that point in time, Rita Dove, Doing Darker Face of the Earth mm. and Tony Taconi's um, Coriolanus, which was insane and I just loved it. And I just stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed. Well and why wouldn't you? It's one of the best gigs for an actor in the world. I was gonna say the country, but the world. For
0: sure. Yeah.
1: My name is Lauren Gunderson. I'm the playwright for The Book of Will, among other plays. And you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast.
0: Where can you RSC the RSC? We're at the end of our summer break, but you can still get plenty of incredibly reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop Up Shakespeare, illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Maisels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the US and the UK on our website. And our next batch of tour dates is now online. In two weeks, we send out 11 different actors and three different stage managers to perform William Shakespeare's long lost first play, Abridged, The Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged, and The Show that started it all the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged revised to 30 different cities in 18 different states as always the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader our email newsletter go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information and now back to my conversation with Kevin Kennerly who plays Richard Burbage in the Oregon Shakespeare Festival production of Lauren Gunderson's play The Book of will.
1: And had you studied uh, Shakespeare in, like, high school or something, or did you? <laughs> I never really studied in, in high school. I didn't even want to be an actor. You know, I think that uh, I lucked out. and. What, pu- what pulled you to the dark side? <laughs> oh, I'll tell the story again. <laughs> My teacher, Bonnie Sheehy Nielsen, uh, was substitute teaching one day for this class called Current Affairs, and you had to go in and pick a newspaper up off this pile early in the morning, read this newspaper, and write an article about the most interesting thing that you read in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Or write a... A play. Uh, a, play. A, 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 a paragraph scene? or so about okay. this yeah. article you read. And I hated this class. And she said, oh, you have a nice voice. You want to join my drama class? like, sure, can you get me out of this class? I said, yeah, I'll get you <sighs> out of She got me out of that class. And not only that, she ended up finding me a place that had an art and... um and, uh, oh, my God, bio program that would offer me a theater scholarship. Art and biology? Yeah, art and biology. I wanted to be a prosthetic engineer. That's what I really wanted to do. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was where I was kind of of focusing. And I ended up going to this school and double majoring in art, theater, you know, and by the time I was done, I still wasn't convinced that I wanted to be an actor. And I ended up talking to one of my friends about... Um, them doing Hamlet at the Hillbury Theatre. I was like, oh, I'd love to be in Hamlet. She said, well, you have to audition for the Hillbury. It's like, okay, I'll audition for the Hillbury. So I walk into the Hillbury to do my audition, because the Hillbury is the you know, theatre in Detroit, right downtown, Cass Quarter. And um, they say, oh, no, no, the auditions are at the university. And so I carry my you know, headshot H&M and resume over to the university, and I find, find out I'm auditioning for their graduate program. I'm not just auditioning for the play. I was like, okay, so I auditioned. And then 15 minutes later, I was offered a place in their graduate program. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I can pay to go on, you know, further to school with uh, all these bio classes and stuff, or I can just go ahead and take the stipend position and get trained as an actor. And so I took the stipend position. I've, I've lucked out into the theater. The theater has chosen me again and again and again. It's really strange.
0: That's but that's really interesting. The theater has chosen you, because I've often thought of it as, as, yes, yes, the theater is the only thing I know how to do, but there is a calling aspect
1: yes. to it. And you have such a remarkable instrument. <laughs> as do you. Oh, well, when I turn <laughs> it on. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a good, You know, it's, yeah, it's a good gig. Yeah, it's, it's a good gig. It
0: is a great gig. Um, um, well, and here, too, you know, we're meeting at 10 o'clock the morning after your performance was moved into the high school because the fires are so bad here in yes. Southern Oregon that's too smoky to be outside in the Elizabethan theater so we're meeting at 10 o'clock on a day where you only have one show yes. yeah yesterday you had two I um, it's, 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 the glo- it's the glory of being an actor here at OSF is that it's almost it's, it's not like hey everybody we're putting on a show although it is a little it's like a job
1: it can be like a job. Uh, most of the time, it's a, you know, it's like a job, yeah. because you really do have to kind of prepare yourself for whatever these days, especially during the summer, are going to bring. We also have events, as you saw. Yeah. Uh, so we show up for events, uh, donors, um, backstage you know, tours and whatnot. It is, it's an institution, and it has a lot going on. And the elements of it, yeah, are very much like a job, a normal job. Yeah. But what other job in the world do you get to do in front of 1,200 people and have joy in doing it. Who are here specifically (laughs) to see you, who schlepped to be here to see you. Yes, from across the country, from across the world, Yeah, and will spend four or five days with you. Sometimes they come back twice yeah. You know, in the season, so they catch the first half and then they catch all the outdoor stuff.
0: I was sitting next to a couple last night who said, well, we got to go back and see it in the Elizabethan when the smoke clears. Yeah, it's you know, the, it's yeah. a very different show,
1: yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is. I, w- I wish I could come back and see it as well. Does it get, um, does the schedule get, uh, uh, do, you, do you look forward to the time when, oh, thank God we've
1: finished rehearsing and teching all the shows? Yes. Okay. So there's a big difference. Rehearsal is very different. You know, I personally love rehearsal. But it also depends on the process. So if you're in the room with power hitters, you know, like I have been for the the entirety of this season, there's a lot of joy in being in those rooms. Sure. Um, But still, like, I'm building a show and I'm running this show. So I have to make sure that, you know, I devote time to hone the one I'm already running as opposed to, like, giving all my energy, all my obsession to just learning the lines and learning the blocking for the next one. And I think that that's where it becomes work. I mean, really, it's like just separating the two. Sometimes you're doing three. I mean, I've been in seasons where people were doing three shows. So this one would close, and you pick up these two and continue on, which is a heavy season. And then you're doing eight and nine shows a week. Um, Most of us do not do that anymore. I haven't known anyone to do that, I guess, maybe 10, 12 years. Okay. But right now, the idea... You know, I was like, oh, it's just an easy cake. It's there, it's it's not easy. No. You are working your tail off. You have two shows, and you have an understudy. Right. So my understudy is Lord Capulet. <laughs> you know, and, exactly, a yeah. little role, you know. Yeah, well, nothing, it's just a tiny exactly. thing. Exactly. So I have to be ready to go on mm-hmm. should that actor, you know, have an emergency. Yeah, or right. Have another gig. So you... It, it, we look like we're on vacation. Like, oh, you just do two shows, you know, a day yeah, or what? one. Exactly, but not really. You're really working.
0: Is it, are the, are the are, is the closest thing you get to a vacation the two hours traffic of the stage when you're actually doing the show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a little better than that. I mean, we get, we get it like a window of time. Like, okay, you'll have this, you know, you have money off, of course. Right. But then you actually have a moment where you can, um... Take a day, you know. Like yes, you have okay. a Thursday off. Next okay. week you have a Tuesday off. Sometimes you don't have any of that time off, okay. but you're not working constantly.
0: Michael Caine used to say, "They don't pay me to act; they pay me to sit around." You know, they're paying you for all the understudying, for all the rehearsing, for all the uh, taking time to do podcasts with me, for meeting uh, meet and greet. Absolutely. You know, getting into getting into your head, the headspace required to juggle two
1: possibly three roles. Yes. Then and
0: then you get out on stage, you go, "Oh right, this is yeah, why this I work." I'm here yeah. exactly.
1: This is Absolutely, why I'm here, and especially now, it's more obvious to the festival when it comes smoke season, um, because you have to have the versatility not only to play it in the Elizabethan, but then we moved it to the Armory, and the Armory wasn't going to work because it was too smoky. Um, then we had to practice it in the high school, so we'd take it and move all the elements, rehearse it in the high school and then you present it, but you're always hoping for the moment where you don't have to do it, and you can go back into the space. The way we so, used to do it. Way, so yeah. we went to the high school, we you know, rehearsed it, and then we were lucky and we went right back okay. to the Elizabethan, which was beautiful. But then we were at the high school again. You know, was like oh, you well. And yesterday, you had a matinee of Sense and Sensibility. Did yes. you have a rehearsal between? Did you go straight to the high school after the Sense? We ended up taking a break because we'd already rehearsed it. Okay. We'd already performed it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and in fact, I think one of our best houses was at the high school because they were so glad to be out of the smoke and able to see it. Right. We so were, yeah. this this time we didn't had, have any rehearsal. We just went and, and uh, showed up half an hour at half hour and just did it. Yeah. Uh, but the time before, yeah, we were there. We have to figure out, you know, why these elements, you know, won't fit in this space. Well, it's a different space, you know. We don't have the um, arcades. We don't have Mm -hmm. our set. We don't have our lighting. None of it is really ours. It's a general mask for every play that we're carrying over there, so just make adjustments. You know?
0: Well, and in many ways, that uh, purity, in air quotes, of just the a plank and a passion, the actors mm-hmm. and the words, mm-hmm.
1: lent, lent itself so well to sort of the message of the it, Book of it Will. It is the play, exactly. It yeah. is the play. Yeah. The fact that, you know, it sleeps, theater sleeps when we do. You know, it's a beautiful line, and it's absolutely true. Like, once that production's done, that production's done. And then someone else picks it up and they they start it. Again, your production, I imagine like, I wish I'd been able to see it mm-hmm. because yours was very different than ours. Yeah. It was like being, um, like I, what was it, um, what was the play? Now I can't think of the play, another Tony Tacone play. Pentecost, being in Pentecost here for Tony Dicconi and then going down to Berkeley Rep and seeing that production, it's like, oh, the elements all stand, but it's not our production. Right. The feel of it is completely different. Yeah. And to be able to know that, to see that, you know, or these people who see every hamlet you know that yeah. pops up, which people do. you yeah. know There are people yeah. who come here. I've seen 15 hamlets this year low. you know Oh my God. Yeah, and it's yeah, an amazing yeah. thing, like there are those people. But it does. It sleeps when we do. It's like once it's done, it's done, but you can perform it anywhere, anywhere. and anybody can do it. I mean, I think that you looked up on the um, the screen last night and you kind of see people, you know popping up who have a love. For Shakespeare, a love for language, like yeah, it's it kind of lives in everybody. Yeah, anybody can do it. Not, not everybody's is ah, well trained. Yes. as well, yeah, skilled. Yes, true. But- but the language speaks, and, and, yes. and, and, and I love
0: that ending. We, we, uh, my wife dubbed it the, the Haunted Mansion ending <laughs> when all the voices come into play. And, of course, you guys have added video. Uh, and it is just, again, it's a, te- a, a testament to the book, yes. the book that John and Henry yes. put together and and the legacy they left us. Absolutely. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. The Book of Will runs at Oregon Shakespeare Festival until the end of October 2018. Go to osfashland.org for more information. Then send us your theatrical tribute via email to feedback at shakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, shakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Also, the RSE Podcast now has its own dedicated Facebook page where you can comment on this episode, suggest episode topics, ask questions and comment on recent episodes, or just generally kibitz with us and other podcasts listeners find us and please like us on facebook at rsc podcast thanks as always to theatrical lion matthew croak web services by ginger power limited music by john weber and garage band a random fan shout out this week goes to andrew wolf no reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Lauren Gunderson for oh so many reasons. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 611,
1: 1833 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. And just the fact that, you know, what if they they do these plays? It's like, well, of course they do. Yeah, what if they do these plays better than us? That would be a different uh, type of success. It's like, yeah, you know, the fact that you're your product, your life's blood went into building this thing that lives on hundreds of years after you're, you're gone. And that, you know, that is a kind of immortality. And there's something very lovely about that. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations
0: since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, after bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. So much less.